Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. Today I want to talk to you about getting out of the victim mentality. I really want to kind of hit this healing, oh, journey, chapter, talk, topic. Uh, I just want to kind of kick it in the stomach because we have to really get real about it. It's not easy. It's not ever going to be easy. Following Jesus isn't easy. But it's so important. And someday, we're going to get to the end of our lives. And if we're not a believer, what a sad day it's going to be. But if we are a believer, and we've spent our life not doing the hard things because they're hard, and avoiding the things that the Lord wants to do in our life, it's going to be a sad day for us too. We need to get passionate about our love for the Lord. We need to get passionate about our purpose. We need to understand that there is a God that seeks to do abundantly above whatever we could hope or desire or dream. That he is willing and waiting to work in our lives. That he desperately wants a relationship with you and I on a very intimate level. And that a lot of the restrictions that we face, a lot of the mountains and the obstacles that we can't move are because we really don't want to do the work. When it boils down to it, we want a gumball God that we pop in our quarter and we get the gumball and we really like it when we get the color that we wanted. And it's the red one, not the blue one. But we need to become hardy. We need to become steadfast. We need to stop being victims, victims of ourselves, victims of our sin, victim of expectations. We need to stop blaming, looking around and coddling our weakness and coddling our lack. And we need to look to the God that is more than enough. We need to look expectantly to the one that can fulfill our needs and our dreams and our desires, the one that can heal our hurts and our pains and bring us into our potential. Ooh, that was a little bit tough, right? That's what the Lord's been speaking to me. One of the things that I struggle with, and I've shared this with you before, is this anxiety over what my future looks like and my purpose and everything. And today in church, listen to the gentleman that was speaking. It was a very wonderful message, but it was a very convicting message. 
And to be honest, those are the kind of messages that I like. I like the kind of messages where I don't necessarily feel good inside, but I'm able to see another layer of what's keeping me from Jesus. The only way that we heal is by accepting the layers in our lives, the issues, the individual things that are not being helpful to us, that are sins, that are hang-ups, that are past hurts, whatever you want to call them. The only way that we can heal is by seeing those things. Other than that, we're blind. And if we're blind, then we're not being able to see. And if we're not being able to see, then we can't get over things because our part of the deal is that we have to accept that Jesus is Lord. We have to accept his authority. We have to accept his salvation. But then we have to accept what he says to do, to change, to give up, to confess in our lives and over our lives. And if we are blind, if we are refusing to look at things because they're hard, then why do we expect to get anywhere? How can we really claim that God is a, an unfair God or that he doesn't care? Or why would he do that when we're not willing to look at what we're not doing? Or we're not willing to look at what he's called us to do and how we haven't acted on that? At what point is God's fairness more easily scrutinized than our lack of obedience? At what point do we say enough is enough, I'm going to follow Jesus because I believe that he's worth following. And if I believe that he's worth following, then I believe he's going to come through for me. We live such timid lives where we hold on to everything that we feel like we deserve. And even when it's killing us, we won't let it go. Today, Jesus told me in the service, he said, Connie, I've, I've told you and I've shown you, you've seen what I've done in your life. Where is your faith? Where is your faith over what I have told you that I will do in your future? Now, he hasn't told me what he will do specifically, but it's this generalized idea that I know I don't have to doubt God. I know that he is trustworthy. So why do I coddle the beliefs and the lies that maybe there really isn't something. And today he just outright asked me through the sermon, Connie, you know me. You've seen me work. Where is your faith? And the honest answer is, Lord, when something goes on too long or when something's too difficult or when something doesn't turn out how I want it to turn out, my faith cowers. And the selfish, self-pitying Connie creeps out. And she wants what she wants. And she can find a way to be dissatisfied with the way that you're choosing to give me what you're giving me, Lord. And so today we took communion and it was just like this overwhelming sense of, I'm going to pull my big girl pants up from now on. When I, when I have thoughts like that, when I have lies creep in my mind, when I get afraid again of, you know, what the future holds, or if I'm ever going to get through this or that, I'm going to, I'm going to not let myself, I'm going to, I'm going to pull myself up by the bootstraps. I'm going to say, Connie, where is your faith? Because you have seen the Lord work in your life. 
So really, there is no excuse for me to ever doubt because of what I've witnessed the Lord do on my behalf. And what I've witnessed the Lord do on my behalf is enough to anchor my soul, whatever would come my way. And I have a feeling that it's that way for you too, unless you don't know Jesus. And then, friend, you, you need to know Jesus. He's a, an amazing person. You need to know him. You need to have him in your heart and in your life. Another thing that the Lord spoke so clearly to me about is you can't heal if you are not going to lift other people up. We like to feel very, very possessive about our positions. We like to honor the title that we've been given and do anything that we can do to keep it. This often happens in in churches, in ministries, in churches. We have this just love of of a place, this love of prominence, this love of popularity. And we can say all the right things and we can do all the right things, but you will know that you are not honoring the Lord if you don't lift other people up. If you are so concerned about keeping your position and your title and things as status quo where they're the way that you're comfortable with and you can do them or run them or have them be and nobody else can inch their way in. Because a person that is healed knows their position in Christ and they are not afraid to elevate other people. A person that is healed knows their position in Christ and is not afraid to elevate other people. A healed person in Christ goes to bat for other people. A person that is scared and insecure and doesn't know Jesus in a very intimate and powerful way tries to keep other people and their talents and their gifts from being able to be seen. The unhealthy person starts rumors. The unhealthy person doesn't include someone. The unhealthy person is scared by new talent, by new gifts, by somebody that's good at something. And Jesus says that we all have a place, that we all bear gifts, and that we are to lift each other up and to elevate each other over ourselves. That the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And so we embrace healing when we deny ourselves the right or the ability to ever tear down another person, even if they deserve it. Because a healed person knows that there is no reason to be afraid or to worry or wrestle over position, worldly position, because their place is with Jesus Christ and it is permanent. And we know that there's enough places to go around. The people that are strong in the Lord and that are healed and that are healthy know they don't have to fight for a position or a place because they're secure. And there is enough to go around. That the blessings of the Lord can never be tapped out, can never be short-circuited, and can never run out. That there is room for everyone to serve and to be elevated to their maximum potential who is following the Lord and loves the Lord with all their heart. Why are our ministries so cold and calloused and empty and dead? 
because they're often filled with people that are so afraid of losing their position or their power or their authority that they short-circuit the spirit of Almighty God within the ministry. Ministry isn't to elevate people. It's to elevate God. It's to bring lost souls to Christ. It's to help heal the sick. It's to be ministers of the gospel. It is to be what is needed to take care of, of orphans and widows. It is not for our own prominence, benefit, pat on the back. And so if your ministry is suffering or you're not reaching the people that you are, are feeling like you should be reaching or if you're just tired and stressed out constantly, it could be because it has become more about you and less about God. If you are somebody that the Lord has not allowed to be in a place yet and you are feeling discouraged, it may possibly be because you are not trusting him or expecting him to do big things in your life as we talked about a couple weeks ago. This coin can be flipped on either side. So what is the purpose of all of this? The purpose is we have to determine within our spirits and within our hearts that we want to see the hindrances that we have in our life that are stopping us from being healed. We have to choose to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our souls, and with all our minds, and with all our strength. And if we are holding parts of ourselves back because we can't fathom losing it, then that is not all. And Jesus wants all. He wants all of you, all of me, all the time. And I know and he knows that we can't attain perfection. And the goal isn't perfection, but the goal is that we are consistently and constantly striving. And striving not in the sense of working so hard and, and we, you know, we're, it's dependent upon us, but striving in the sense of it holds a great place of importance in our life to become like Christ and to shed off these things that we carry that do not honor him. Friend, your future is secure in Jesus Christ. The biggest thing that can get in the way is you. And so it is, it is vital, it is imperative that you cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, help me. Help me see what I need to see. Enable me to know what I need to know. And help me to accept what I need to accept. When Satan comes to tell you about your sin, he does it. I, I'm sure you've heard this before. It's, it's a common thing to say. He comes with a voice of condemnation, a voice that carries no hope. And it has a crown of shame that he wants you to wear and a cloak of guilt. It's a tiresome condemnation, one that nags at you and won't leave you alone. It's constantly pecking pecking at your brain and your heart and your body, leaving you filled with pain and shame and endless torment and offering no solution. But when Jesus convicts you of something, when Jesus convicts you of sin or he convicts you of an area in your life that is keeping you stuck or he convicts you of something that you need to give up, his voice is tender and it's loving but it's quiet. Satan is loud. 
you validate. And Jesus is quiet, and his voice is loving. He's straightforward. He doesn't kowtow around the issue, but he doesn't condemn. Because scripture says, for there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that he will freely forgive us of our sins. And he is faithful and just to do that when we confess our sins. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When Jesus comes to speak over you and to bring a conviction, he does it with freedom on his coattails. He does it with gentleness in his voice, and he brings with him a spirit of hope. You know that there is not only a coming back from this, but there is a rejoicing over you because you have chosen to see. Jesus is not the author of condemnation. Condemnation is a byproduct of our sinfulness and left undealt with that will lead us away from Jesus permanently. But with Jesus and what he did on the cross, there is no condemnation. And when we accept what he's doing in our lives, that is reason to rejoice. Friend, the more broken you are, the better. The realization of your brokenness shouldn't scare you. It should excite you. Because the more that you are willing to see is the more that God is going to do. Seeing your sin should not make you feel despair. It should make you feel filled with passionate hope. Because it is when you see your sin, when you acknowledge the hindrances in your life, that God is getting ready to propel you forward. Because we cannot serve two masters. We cannot love God on one hand and serve the world on the other. And so when we see our sin, when we give in to the purposes and the plans of God, no matter how painful, how long, how tiresome they may seem, the God of all glory is getting ready to do something big in your life because healing cannot come with blindness. We heal when we see, and oftentimes the thing that is keeping us from seeing is our own pride, our own stubbornness. But you don't have to stay there. I don't have to stay there. Hard messages are good messages. Good is relative in the term of, oh, it's only fuzzy and and hunky-dory stuff. And no, good is the hard because the hard is accepting and seeing the reality of the situation that apart from Christ, I can do nothing. But with Christ, I can do all things because he will strengthen me. Let this be of hope and encouragement to you. Jesus wants and will and longs to do big things in your life. And by big, I mean big. I mean more than you could hope or imagine. This is not prosperity gospel. This is the truth. But it cannot be done. It will not be done without your participation in your relationship with Jesus. So pray to be able to see whatever is is keeping you stuck, whatever is hindering you from experiencing the power and the presence of Jesus. And then when he shows you, step off that cliff and go for it. Give it up. 
accept it, acknowledge it, confess it, reject it, rebuke it, whatever it is that you need to do. Because the best thing that you can do is see your brokenness. And when you see your brokenness on a regular basis, you are well on your way to healing. The more that you are healing, the more that you will see about your life that you want to change and that you will become able to change with the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. And the more that you change, the more freedom that you feel. And the more freedom that you feel, the more of God that you can take in. And the more of God that you can take in, the more of God you will get. And the more of God you get, the more changed you will become. And the more changed that you are, the more purposes that you will be exposed to. And the more purposes you are exposed to, the greater the opportunity. And the greater the opportunity, the greater the fulfillment. So be of hope. Be of good cheer and face your demons down. Face your fears down. Stop running. Stop choosing not to see. Because with the power of Jesus, you are strong enough to look square at your sin in the face and to accept the healing power and the presence of Jesus in your life. You are able to let him fill that void. You are able to let him show you how to heal. Thanks for listening, and I do hope you'll come back. It's an honor and a privilege to have you as my audience. God bless you, and know that I'm praying for you. Reach out to me if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any prayer requests. You can reach me on the blog at weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. It's actually blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. Or on Facebook or Instagram at weedseedsandbeautifulthings. I look forward to hearing from you. Please like, share, subscribe, and comment on this podcast. See you next time, friends.